You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey guys, do you like heavy metal? Do you like video games, comic books, movies, theme parks, or even cool TV shows? We've got the place for you. Metal Geeks. Time to rock out with your geek out. Here are your hosts, Carrie the Metal Geek, Dave, and George. Geek it out, fellas. Oscar time, bitches. That's true. Uh, welcome, my friends, to episode number 231 of the Metal Geeks podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Carrie the Metal Geek, along with George Tripsis. Tonight, we are going to uh, talk about the Oscar nominations, which is uh, something we've we really we've taught maybe, you know, briefly talked about it before. But we're going to give our predictions because I think I've seen more movies on this list this year than I have in previous years. So, is which right? is interesting. Yeah, for sure. OK. Uh, you know, And also, people really care about our opinion. So uh, well, they, is... care about, they care about my opinion. Mm, do they, though? Well, you know what? Let's put our money where our mouths are. We'll find out. We're going to both uh, give our predictions. We're going to find out who's uh, right. So who's are, wrong. Are, we, are we putting money on who gets the most right and who gets the most wrong? Uh, I don't know about money, but we got to We'll come up with something. Uh, we got to whoever gets the most right uh-huh. is going to get something. Oh, you see, now, I didn't know this before we started recording, but now that we're doing this, I'm changing all my answers to be sure that they're right. And you're going first, so you can't copy me. <laughs> well, how about you're not copying me? How about right. that? Right. You've probably seen more than me, so let's go with that route. Speaking we, of, uh, we should go have, first. We should we should flip flop. We should, to make it fair. Have you seen anything recently? What have you been watching? Uh, what have I seen recently? I saw finally. Well, I didn't finish it unfortunately, so I wasn't going to bring it up. But I watched the first half of. Uh, weird the al yankovich oh you story. did yeah i'm really sad that i didn't see it sooner or finish it i haven't yeah. finished it yet but uh it's really good isn't it it's like better than it deserves to be that's, that's <laughs> definitely what i'm gonna say not um, oscar nominated because uh hulu not hulu uh roku yeah didn't you have to have it in the theater for uh at least a week before it can be nominated for any kind of award but it did win critic choices award. It did yeah so hey good on them um so yeah uh i really liked it what i've seen so far i really like uh i would say i almost like it maybe more than i like the dewey cox walk uh walk hard song uh movie really yeah like i i i kind of put dewey cox like up there with uh like the best spoof of the biopic yeah and i think weird you just want to walk hard, right? Walk hard, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it not called Dewey Cox or the Walk Hard no. Story, or is it I think Walk it's Hard the other way around? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, either way, I think that movie's great, and it's really smart when it comes to satirizing the biopic genre. Because it's like, hey, what if we did every biopic in one movie and yes. walk hard? But some somehow, some way. Uh, the first half that I've seen, and to be fair, I haven't finished it. I only how far watched, have you gotten? I gotten. I just finished the the big pool scene. When, okay, uh, with uh, all the celebrities. I was and, about to ask, did you get to the pool scene? Because that that is brilliant. Yeah, it's funny and it's hilarious. Jack Black's great, even though I don't know who he's playing. He's playing Wolfman Jack. 
I don't know. He was a, he was a famous uh, radio DJ. Oh, okay. Playing a lot of weird shit, sort of like Dr. Demento type stuff. I know who Dr. Demento is. Yeah. Um, Rain Wilson was great as Dr. Demento. Yeah, I think he's pitch perfect as Uh, Dr. Demento, actually. So yeah. Uh, anyway, get, I like get weirder. I, I like I like weird uh, Weird Al's movie uh, a lot. It's so much so, I think I like it a little bit more than Walk Hard. So I'll say, so the first part of the movie that you've seen, it's very a typical biopic, making fun of biopic tropes. Yeah, very much so, which I love, and I think it's hilarious. The, I, I will tell you, the movie will veer into weird fucking directions. That's but, fine. Well, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, it, 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 it gets really weird and, and just, you. but it works too. You're like, okay, it, it just actually makes sense. What, what they're doing. Mm. It's crazy. Okay. That's all I can I'm excited. So I'm excited to check it out and watch it. Cool. Uh, anything else? Uh, God, I feel like I've seen something else too recently, and I just can't remember because I did, I think I'm thinking it wasn't that great. That must have not been that great. Yeah, I I watched the uh, what have I watching? I watched the first episode of Poker Face today. Oh, did that come out already? Yeah, Natasha Leon. Like, think the first four episodes are out. That's the new uh, Ryan Johnson TV show, right? Yeah. Um. Not good. Not it's okay. Not, not, it's, a, it's all not right good. so far. I'll, I'll probably give it another couple episodes. But her voice, man, there's something. The older she got, her her voice is like raspier than normal. Yeah, it's That's interesting. All, but all, all them cigarettes that she should be smoking. I, I guess so. It's a good <laughs> show so far. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, it, she has like some kind of special powers. And then I've seen the trailer. The trailer gives away quite okay. a bit. So yeah, and then uh, it's going to turn into like a murder mystery of the week type of show, I think. Well, this is supposed to like play into Ryan Johnson's love for Columbo. Oh yeah. It's totally like that. Yeah. It's pretty cool though. Um, what else have I been watching? OGC doom patrol got canceled. Well, it was only, I, I pretty Mm. sure last, last season was supposed to be its original last season. And I think it got picked up at the last minute. So, I've been watching season four. I got maybe four or five episodes and they brought the damn daughter back mm. and I haven't picked it back up since then. I was like, Oh really? <laughs> just when you saw it, you got out, they brought her back. Yeah. Just when you damn. think it was, it was safe. It's no longer safe. <laughs> and you know, Brendan Fraser is going to get too big for that show. They're like, Oh, we can't afford him anymore. Even I though mean, he doesn't, he's he, basically he, he, it's just his voice, but. And his, he does the mocap too. I think. No, they do the mocap. I don't think he did. Mm-hmm. But I know he's been on it uh, in physical form a few times, but yeah, as a human, as a man, the man. Uh, oh, I saw. She said, "Speaking of man, she I said, saw the new movie that premiered. Uh, that's about the uh, Harvey Weinstein scandal. Yes, my yeah. wife actually been wanting to see that. Is it good? Uh it's all right. It's pretty good. Like." Uh, I wouldn't say it's amazing uh, a journalist movie, but the subject matter is so harrowing and hard not to generate some good conversations if you watch it with somebody. I think it's a in that regard, I think it did a good job of explaining the situation for somebody who hasn't been keeping up. Yeah. Um, so if you like know just like the basics, this will kind of fill in a lot of like empty holes for you. Okay. 
Um, I, I, we're, I would I'd be definitely interested in watching it. Kevin Smith doesn't show up, does he? Who? Kevin Smith. No, he does not. <laughs> uh, in fact, they kind of steered away of like mentioning any big. Oh, really? Uh, big uh, directors. They did have a lot of the actors that did come out, like Ashley Judd plays herself in the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, and oh, that's uh, interesting. God, there's someone else. I can't remember now. Oh, and Poker Face. Speaking of Weinstein and Miramax, they're actually watching uh, Pulp Fiction in the in the show. Oh, really? Like, That's cool. Right. Yeah. Okay. I guess they can do that. I guess since it's I guess been, I, Miramax has been dissolved, so it's yeah, no longer a Miramax company. I have. We started. We watched a few episodes of two different shows that are sort of. Uh, remakes, redos, re redones of reboots, reboots of a couple of uh, older sitcoms. First one being Night Court. Oh wow! You actually watched the new Night Court? Huh? Yeah, I loved the old Night Court. I'd never seen a single episode of Night Court. Really? Yeah, but uh, it's more Night Court for sure. It's not bad, but it's not great. I mean, it's funny. There's definitely funny parts. John Larroquette is back, and he's old and honorary as ever you know okay so it's it's not bad <laughs> it's, as you say trying to convince yourself no 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 i'm convinced <laughs> we we like I, I i grew up on sitcoms i love sitcoms so that's i, a, I like a, some sitcoms I, I, it's hard for me to enjoy a, a, a lot of sitcoms and we also watched a few episodes of that 90s show oh and how was that that's actually not bad Oh yeah, it's it's weird. You're like, oh, it's different, it's completely different kids or whatever. But you know, it, it has the same, the same aesthetic, the same vibe of the original show, of the that seventy show, which I think definitely works in its benefit. Um, mm-hmm. There's definitely funny moments. Where there's like, oh, in the '90s, I remember that. Um, there's a whole Kevin Smith joke at the at the video store. Speaking of Kevin Smith, what is the Kevin Smith joke? This, she was looking to rent clerks for her friends, and she had never seen it. And she's like, "Oh yeah, that that's that Kevin Smith Smith movie." And they make it like a sexy Kevin Smith joke or something like that. Oh, like, okay, okay. Well, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, do they go to a blockbuster? Uh, it's not called a blockbuster, but it's just a a neighborhood video store, you know. Oh well, those were better. Those are the ones I went to until yeah. they all shut down. Yep. I worked at a neighborhood video store for years. Uh, Is that when you, had, when you had to clean up the stuff in the back? Nope. That was the, I, I, I quit that job. <laughs> I worked at a place called, there was two names to it, right? My buddy, Eric, uh, and then Scott, who passed away in 99. They both worked there previously. And they got me a job there at one point. It was like, I worked there from like 99 to 2001. Because I, wor- I was working there the day of nine 11. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. But it, it, there was two names to it. One was called, um, it was value video or I've heard, it, we used to have a value video in my old neighborhood. Where's that? In uh, like wood forest channel view area. They, well, I'm, I'm sure it's a pretty common name, but the other name they went by was movies and munchies. Oh, that's cool. Because they sold, they rented movies and they sold candy. Like my, my, my best friend Scott, sure. quote unquote candy. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, he, my, my best friend Scott, who's no longer with us, he decided he was going to be cute 
one day and he 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 was he's an amazing artist right so he drew up this big sign and he put marcy with a marcy playground and he took all the candy and all the porn in the store and put it together in one in one section yeah they had that song called sex and candy yes yeah that was his joke Hilarious. the uh it was a weird a weird place to, I, all i do I, I would just bring my video games and play video games all day and I think what the owners did would they buy like they would buy like one copy of a videotape because we didn't get like like if movies came out on a Tuesday we didn't get shit to like maybe that weekend or like the following week because they had to spend that week copying everything to make mm-hmm. new versions of it they would buy like one copy from the from the dealer from the dealers and then just dub a bunch of copies of it uh, even though it says explicitly not to do that yes. They're closed down now, so I could say that, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. We all knew they were doing it, but they denied it up and down. They're like, no, no, no. I'm like, really? <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> but yeah, that was a, it was an interesting place to work at. Paid for shit, but you know, it was okay. One of those first early jobs, you know? Sure. One of we, my first my first job was at a blockbuster. Did you you worked at Blockbuster? I did. I worked. That was my first real job. Never did that. What was, What did you do there? Uh, I was a shift. Well, I started out as you know a sales customer. You know the lowest of the low, which is like customer sales rep. I think they call it CSR or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then I worked up to uh, shift manager. Uh, so basically, I ran the night shift and closed out the store, and then uh, it's like a third key type of job. Yeah. Yeah, and and then uh, my last big project I did with Blockbuster is when they were officially phasing out all of the VHSs from their store. Yeah, uh, I had to go to multiple stores across Houston to scan inventory overnight, oh, yeah. and then we got rid of all those VHSs. And sometimes a lot of them, what they'll do is like, like, hey, like, hey, we're gonna throw these away because we have too many copies, or those copies and never gets rented and they will give them away to people who ever wanted them after the inventory. I did that with a company I worked with called mosaic. And, uh, I had to go to a bunch of different best buys and sadly remove their entire CD department. <laughs> I was like, no, don't make me do that. Yeah, yeah. It's always weird to be part of the, uh, changing of the guard kind of deal. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Uh, you played any games recently? No, I have not. I've uh, been very busy with work and uh, family life. I well, I, this will segue into something later. But I I finally completed that uh, high on life game. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you were like, I, I need to get this out of my life before it becomes too controversial. <laughs> I need to finish this before more. And it was I literally finished a couple days before like more shit happened. Mm. But we're gonna get to that later. Um. I, I whatever happened whatever whatever i i still enjoyed the game sure part yeah. of it. it's a fun game um we'll talk weird. more about this later but it's all about separating art from the artist kind of yes deal. that i i was very worried if i could it, it sometimes it is hard to separate the art from the artist you know what i mean yeah sure um, but i was like well there's so many other people that worked on this game i wanted to support them you know what i mean yeah the whole industry yeah exactly um what else so the other night um xbox had a bethesda uh, like in the afternoon they had a bethesda um, 
uh, press conference, online conferencing, and they showed off some new games. They showed off, you know, more Forza and all that kind of stuff. But there was a surprise game um, from this company called Tango Gameworks, who did um, like Evil Within 1 and 2 and a couple other games. Um, they're like, hey, we have this surprise game nobody knew about called Hi-Fi Rush. It's really cool looking. It's sort of cell shaded, but um, very cartoony looking and it's sort of a it's an action platformer but it's all rhythm based so your 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 actions and your fighting and your movement everything in the game is rhythm based and it's actually even it's like uh, that other game that you were talking about it well that's a first person doom shooter but yeah sort of in that way um i was like oh this sounds really cool i would definitely play that they're like it's coming to game pass i'm like great i have game pass for a year i just bought it again and guess what it's available tonight hey. so i was like oh well that's cool there you go so i've been playing a little bit of that. i just got past like sort of the uh maybe like half an hour into it the you know the 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 whole here's how you do a double jump here's how you do this move and that kind of stuff though so all the intro stuff it's but man it looks it's really good looking game um, cool it's it's a lot of fun. The character is sort of cool. Everything about it is very cool. Um, and I, there's definitely you have to have that rhythm down to play the game. And apparently, some of the there's like boss big boss fights in there. And like there's like licensed music from like Nine Inch Nails and other bands like that. Oh, that's cool. Okay. It's interesting. I'm happy. I, I I just remembered the other movie that I watched. Okay. Uh, Violent Night. I finally it you was, finally saw it. Yeah, it was on. Yeah. It came available on Peacock recently. Peacock, yeah, yeah. So I watched it. What'd you think of it? It was fine. Oh come on! It, uh, I won't be watching it again, and uh, it's what? definitely it's not something I'll be putting in my rotation. But oh, it's definitely in my rotation every year. Uh, I think that uh, there were some like one or two really shining moments, but the rest of it was kind of like I could do without. John Leguizamo was great. I disagree. I didn't think he was very good. I liked John Leguizamo in the menu way more than I liked him in this. I liked him in Spawn even more than this. <laughs> in the Mario in the, the Super Mario Brothers movie. There you go. I liked him more in the Super Mario Bros. movie than I liked him in this. Uh I don't know. I, I think uh David Harbour was the only one who's actually having a good time making this movie. That's what it feels like. Oh, he was having a blast. And uh, I didn't think any of the action was particularly good looking or very well shot. And I didn't think it was very Christmassy for it being a Christmas movie. It was totally. What do you mean? It was like snowing and shit. And that's Christmas, right? But it had no Christmas themes in it whatsoever. Karen. But there were but there was snow and there was like lights around. It's Christmas. <laughs> lights, lights around people's necks. That's, that's all. what I've been. That's what I've been. Todd is a, is, a, is a Jewish kid. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I like the, the home alone part. I thought that, that was, was, I thought that was funny because, you know, like, yeah, that's exactly what would really happen. And, it's die uh, hard meets home alone in, in a Christmas movie. I, it, it wanted desperately to be that, but it was a very underbaked half, half. He pulled a, he pulled a fucking die hard DVD out of his, out of his uh yeah because because the movie literally thinks it's being clever but it's not clever at all 
Wait, uh, are, are you there? I think I lost you. <laughs> are, are you there? George, you there? I can't hear Sa- you. Santa came and got me. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. like I, I understand. I, I get why some people like it. It's just not for me. And uh, like, if you're going to do an action Santa Claus movie, at least let the action be more fun than what it actually was. Well, I know some of the action was choreographed by the team that did like um, John Wick movies. So just one of them, just one of the guys, one dude, yeah. the guy who went to college was the, was the guy he knew. <laughs> That's right. He was, he was like the C roster of the guys. Um, the other game I started picking up again was Marvel Midnight Suns. Oh um, yeah. You were talking about that last time. Yeah, it was, you know, it's, it's a, not a huge turn-based strategy game, but, uh, for access does them really really well if you play like XCOM and stuff like that it's very marvel heavy very nerd heavy if you're a marvel fan um the game play there there's like weird elements of like it's almost like a dating sim where you have to like you get heart points for becoming friends with the superheroes and you can like hang out and play video games and watch movies and go fishing with like Wolverine and shit it's weird not, i thought it was a strategy fighting game it is it's all that. What? So what are you talking about? There's elements of it where you have to hang out. There's the, the overarching world. It's sort of like, you know, uh, it's the midnight sun's headquarters. It's almost like, uh, uh, the X-Men headquarters, uh, the gift school for gifted youngster, uh, whatever. Xavier school for gifted yeah um gifted people who are mutants yes so it has that you know you know upper new york um vibe of like having this big you know uh house and shit it's and then you hang out like i you you make your own character which which sort of works so you're sort of a nameless character but you have a voice so um you call i think you're just called the hunter no matter what Hmm. like that's they make, they've made the joke and you're like that's what your mom called you is it the hunter yeah my mom called me the hunter that was that's my name um <laughs> okay it's actually really well done um some of that there's that weirdness about having to friend people there's no hooking up or anything like that they don't go that far um but the gameplay is actually really good uh and but I think, it, but it's all like turn based, right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, okay. But it's done really, really well. And I'm not usually a fan of that. And they just, I think, as of today or tomorrow, they're releasing uh, DLC that includes Deadpool. Oh, of course. Kind of have Deadpool, right? Is Deadpool part of the Midnight Suns group? No, but uh, none of the other characters are either. Oh, okay. Well, some of them are. Because, like, okay, so it has Blade, it has. Uh, Captain Marvel it has Iron Man, Captain America at some point. Um, then it has Nico from the Runaways. It has Magic, uh, Magic Ileana Rasputin, one of my favorite Marvel characters ever. I don't know half of these ne- people. She's from the New Mutants. Okay. Um, Nico. Uh, and it has uh the Robbie Reyes version of Ghost Rider. Cool. So it's interesting pulls and then like you like the first level you're fighting venom it sounds like the dark avengers but not uh well the midnight sun it was actually a comic book series at one point yeah uh, okay you fighting uh, basically you're having to fight uh evil magic people and stuff like that isn't that what the dark avengers was for mm, 
Maybe. Yes or no? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Like Swamp Thing and Constantine and... Uh... That's DC. Oh, shit. That is DC. What am I thinking of? Wasn't there a group called Dark Avengers where they well, fought... It was the Dark Avengers, but... And where they fought, like, uh... Uh, it? Like, the ghosts and demons side of Marvel? Whatever. Um, I don't think so. They're, the Dark Avengers was from 29, 2009 to 2013. Um, was it written by Bendis, but, yeah. Anyway. Had U.S. Agent... Luke Cage, Victoria Hand, Norman Osborn. Um, speaking Just of comic ran- books, randos. Uh, speaking of comic books, really quick, I the same company that did the Halloween uh, comic books are doing a Ziltoid comic, which I am so excited for. That. I'm like, yes, bring is, me your best Ziltoid comic and coffee. Is uh, Devin Townsend writing it? He's not writing it, but he's approved it. Oh, okay. Um, and there's also the he's also like made, whatever I need to do to make a check from this. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't. I don't blame him. It's a great character. Um, and they also did a Hammerfall comic book, which is like a two part series. I just got. I had to order the first one off eBay. What company is this? Is doing all these heavy metal comic books all of a sudden? They're, they they're called a, a Incendium or something like that. They actually have the the right to Bill and Ted now. They're doing Bill and Ted comics and stuff like that. Oh, we talked about that not so long ago, yeah. didn't we? And apparently, there's an Exodus comic book on this on this uh, imprint as well. So very okay. interesting. Interesting. Yeah the the Hammerfall. I mean the the Halloween series was great. What was uh, it about? Uh, well, it's basically these two kids. Um, they get caught up in this alternate universe, and they're with all the different characters from the Halloween comics, like um, the Pumpkin Guy and Morgana, and all these all the the witch from Better Than Raw album covers. It's all based on like album covers and stuff like that. Mm. Um, actually, written by Joe Harris, who wrote that uh, Rockstars comic, and he was doing X Files for a while. So don't know that one. Yeah, I bet him. We actually interviewed him on the show back in the day. They were at Bedrock one day. Uh, he was there for that Rockstars comic book, which was really good, too. Um, yeah, but if you're a fan of uh, Halloween or Hammerfall or, or Devin Townsend, you got to get the Ziltoid comic. That's all I got to yeah. say. They, they're cashing in their IP so they can tell you stories about the music you love. I hopefully they'll reach out to Aryan and do like an an official Arion comic like that. What is their uh, what is their mascot? Uh, Arion is like their main guy. Uh, and there's so many characters that that whole uh, universe of of the Arion story was the yeah it's it's way there's a, there's a lot they could really do. Mm. Uh, have they ever done a Gore comic book? Gore has done their own. Well, yeah. They just put a new, um, I don't, I don't think it was that same company, but there's a new graphic novel that just came out in like a December and they've had stuff previously too. Oh, okay. I mean, cause they definitely like the war well is they're well suited for that is what war I'm is built say. for that. Yeah. yeah. Back in the day, like in the late nineties, they were producing their own comic books and selling them at concerts. Oh, neat. And I actually have a couple of those somewhere. Signed, actually I written, imagine. Um, I don't know if they were signed or not. I don't remember. But I know Dave Brocky was writing because he, uh, and then like they were they were drawing everything. It was really cool. And that they don't. It's like all other people doing it. I think I'm not sure. really sure. 
But oh. okay, you never read. Uh, speaking of Dave Brocky, Odorous, rest in peace. If you haven't read, uh, he had a a novel called War Ghoul, which is really cool. If you War never read that, Ghoul? no, I don't. War Ghoul, W H A R G O U L. I don't know if it's in print anymore, but if it is, pretty cool. Check it out. Check it out. Uh, so I think we talked about everything I want to talk to before about before we get to our main discussion, which is Oscars. Oscar time. It's time we can do the one the one time you care about watching movies. That's not true. (laughs) I watched a lot of movies this year. What are you talking about? Did you though? I did. Only six of the uh, well. Or was it five? Six. Uh, six of the best picture category. You're missing out, man. You're missing out. So let's start uh, original screenplay. There's some categories I think we might skip because... I was, I was saying we should start from the bottom, like start from the shitty categories and work our way up. Well, I'm looking at um, the official the official one, I think. Oh, I'm looking at the ballot that you sent over. Okay, I want to go from there. I'm going to... Pull that back up, and we'll we'll go from the same exact place. Okay, how about that? Sure. Uh, let's start with the first one: yep. best visual effects. Best visual effects. All right, let's take a look. We have All Quiet on the Western Front. I have not seen that yet. It's actually on my uh, my want to watch list. I haven't got to it yet. Avatar: The Way of Water. Yeah. The Batman. Yeah. Black Panther. And Wakanda forever, Wakanda forever Mm. and Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. All right. I know who's the clear winner in this for visual effects. Um, not for best story. We're not doing just best visual effects. I would, I hate to say it, but probably gonna have to go with avatar. It's absolutely the right answer. The movie was great not great it was great not great it was great not great great um but i will admit special effects are always good it looks really good absolutely i mean they had 10 years to work on it you know what i mean 12 but yeah who's okay 12 (laughs) 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 all right uh so we both agreed on avatar avatar wave water for best visual effects i mean Bat the Batman. I can't really. Nothing. Batman was great, but I think the Way of Water is better. It was dark. It, well, they had some dark moments. We you, we saw it in a uh, crappy theater. I had the fortunate of I was fortunate enough to see it before we saw it together, and it was on a much better screening. Right. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> That's the only time I've seen that movie. Oh, really? Oh, man. I've seen it at least three or four times. It's great. All right. Next category is best sound. Go for it. Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. Avatar, The Way of Water, Mm. The Batman, Elvis, Top Gun Maverick. Best sound. Best sound. None of those movies stick out as having like some kind of like special sound you know what i mean i can only i I have two that i think are gonna be the winners but i'm pretty sure i think i know who's gonna be the winner i don't this is this is kind of a uh, crapshoot because i think almost three of them could win for sure but i'm gonna go i'm gonna go top gun maverick for sound 
That's what I was going to go with as well. I think Top Gun Maverick is going to win best sound. They had those, if it's a tie between those. that and the Batman, because the Batman was highly rated for its Dolby sound mixing. Sure. Um, but I feel like Top Gun Maverick is going to win this one. All right. Uh, are we going to do best short live action and animated? Cause I don't, I don't care. I, I oh, not only I don't, that's not that I don't care is I haven't seen any of these and it would be, yeah, un- exactly. Un- it would be unfair for me to just, just guess on a title. But one of the best short animated is my year of dicks. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say like, there's a movie on here called my year of dicks. That's a documentary about <laughs> porn. Is it really? No, it's not. I'm joking. Oh, I was like, it's an animated porn movie. That's crazy. I don't know what it's about, actually. But I'm sure with that name, people are going to be, oh, that's an Oscar nominated short. We've got to watch that. The ostrich told me the world is fake, and I think I believe it. That's a, I mean, on name little, alone. It's a little wordy there for a title, but. Okay. Anyway, uh, we got, let's skip the best uh, short stuff. Okay. Uh, moving into production design. Best production design. You want to go ahead? No, you. This is you're, you're doing these. Oh, okay. Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, Babylon, Elvis, and the Fablemans. Um, production design. Production design. I mean, Elvis had good production design. It really did. Um, the Fablemans did it as well. I haven't seen Babylon. I'm going to have to wait for that to stream somewhere because I've heard it's not great. I mean, I've heard it's like watching a movie on cocaine. Is what I've heard. Uh, I haven't seen all quiet on the Western front, but I know I would like it. I like war movies like that. You do like war movies. I think I this do. is one of the, one of the best war movies I've ever seen in a I long do. time. I just, I, I know it's streaming on Netflix. I just haven't had time to watch that one yet. Well, it is like a three hour movie. So, Oy. uh, an well, avatar, two and a half, whatever, two and a half hours. I mean, Avatar has good production, but it's all digital. So that sort of takes it out for me. Someone had, someone had to design it though. Yeah. But it's not best digital production design. I think about production as physical sets, all that kind of stuff. Oh, well, recreating, recreating, recreating a time period. I'm tell that to the Academy. I'm going to go with the Fableman's. The Fablemans. Yeah, because they did a really good job of capturing that era. Uh, I believe you. I haven't seen it yet, so I can't say. But everything that I've seen mm. from it looks pretty good. But I think Elvis is going to take the win on this one. I can see that one, too. I'm okay with that. I didn't love the movie. I saw it. Tom Hanks was the worst thing about that movie. It was horrible. <laughs> I didn't think he was way, all that bad. I don't, was all, I don't think he was all that bad. But the Austin, Austin with Austin Butler, he did a really good job. Yeah, that dude trained to, to uh, be Elvis for like he two still years. Sa- he still sounds like him. Yeah, I know. I saw him in an interview recently. I was like, dude, this guy's like hasn't let go of the Elvis nope. twang. He's 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 totally just morphed into him. That's it. He, he's forever Elvis now. He's yep. the new Elvis. He's gonna die on the toilet like Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> do we do we want to do best original song? Yes, we we should. All right, all right. Best original song. I don't know any of these songs. I guess we should have listened to them. Uh, Applesauce from Tell It Like a Woman. I think it says applause. 
Oh, I saw Applesauce. <laughs> That's probably a, it's probably a better app, aptly named song. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a long day. I misread. Uh, Hold my hand from Top Gun Maverick. I don't even remember that song in the movie. I don't either. I'm I'm looking it up as we. Uh, Lift me up from Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. I kind of felt like this music from Black Panther: Wakanda Forever is a little lackluster this year. So Hold My Hand is uh, Lady Gaga. Oh, she had the credit song at the end. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I remember that now. They should really put the artist's name on here. They should put uh, Danger Zone from Kenny Loggins back because it was in that movie. Well, they reused the theme, like the they orchestra did. theme from the original movie. The Harold Faltemeyer. Uh, Natu Natu from RRR. I Man. never finished that movie. I would never expect you to. Uh, this is a life from everything, everywhere, all at once. I don't, I, I don't remember that song though. Do you, I don't remember any songs from that movie, to be honest with you. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the issue. Yeah. So I'm going to say not to oh. not to from RRR since that's the only song I actually remember from any of these movies. And it was a really great scene in the movie. The, this is a life song from everything, everywhere, all at once is actually, David Byrne as well. Okay. Okay. That's weird. Listen to it now. Um, I'm going to go with the Lady Gaga song from Top Gun Maverick. Hold my hand. Hold my hand. I don't Wasn't know. there another song called Hold My Hand? Was it like Hootie and the Blowfish or something like that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Dave would know that answer. Isn't he a... Uh, no, he likes fish? he likes counting crows. Counting oh, crows. I guess we didn't mention that Dave is not here, man. Dave's uh, not here, man. He's in the middle of building out over at Sherwood. They're building their their location. He's getting ready for the madness to begin. Yep, looks really cool so far. So if you're ever going to Sherwood, you need to go visit uh, our good friend Brill Dave over there. Listen to his accent while he talks to you and tries to sell you cool shit. Uh, okay, next up, best original, original score. score. All right, All Quiet on the Western Front by Volker Bertelman. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Babylon by Justin Hurwitz. Okay, The Banshees of Inisherin, Carter Burwell. Mm. Everything Everywhere All at Once by Sun Lux, and The Fablemans by the Almighty John Williams. You you automatically like oh you got we have to give the John Williams but yeah like I don't remember the music in that in that movie that very well uh, um, there was no like overwhelming theme in there that mm, you remember no there's no Raiders March or or Imperial March or any marches in that movie <laughs> not enough marches for this not to enough stand not up. enough marches in that movie um I I'm gonna go everything everywhere all at once because the music in that was very interesting and it fit the movie huh that's a good one it's a good choice i don't really remember the music though my brain's drawing a blank on the music i am gonna go with banshees of inisherin carter uh, carter burwell mm-hmm. okay that's what i want to go with I don't remember a lot of the music, but I know it was very it was very uh Irishy folky Irishy. Yeah. 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 Very folky. All right. That's what the Academy likes, right? So the folky stuff. All right. Best makeup and hairstyling. Thank you. 
Oh, you're uh, talking about the category, not me. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. Man, they are like on this fucking list this year, huh? They're just uh, sucking on that. Getting all those nominations from for Netflix. Uh, the Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Elvis, and The Whale. Mm. I'm going to have to... This is this is makeup. This isn't uh, uh, costume design. So, oh, makeup, makeup. Um, Excuse me. I'm going to go Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Okay. I mean, you don't really think about makeup in any of the other movies. I know the whale. He's you know Brendan Fraser is is in, in a, fat, like a suit. fat suit and blah blah yeah. blah. I mean, I've seen it, but. I mean, all quiet on the. I, I what are they just bloodied up people's faces and stuff like that, or <laughs> shaved some people's heads? The, the Batman, they just put some guy liner on him again. Eyeliner. Um, well, they had to make it like practical eyeliner, right? Because he has to well, take the mask off. And yeah, have exactly. the smoky eyes. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. the Batman had the best smoky eyes, so we'll just leave it at that. But I'm going to go Black Panther. I'm going to go Elvis on this one. Oh, why? Uh, one, it's Elvis. The dude is always rocking great hair. Yeah, I'm looking at makeup too, though. And I mean, it took makeup for him to look like that. He even did fat Elvis in the movie. So that took some work to get there. And I don't know if anyone's seen, uh, the actor who played Elvis homeboy, not chubby at all. I don't think he has an ounce of fat on his body. Nope. Must be nice. Must be nice. Yeah, he doesn't have the problem like I do. I have too much fat on my body. <laughs> he took all our. He we he, we he gave it all to us. He gave it all to me, and I just didn't want it. But he was like, "Take it anyway." Uh, okay, best international film. Carrie, which one of these movies have you seen? None. <laughs> but I'm going to go with All Quiet on the Western Front because apparently that 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 makes me cool. Because <laughs> it's the only movie that you recognize on this list. <laughs> yep, and uh, I didn't know I did not know it was made by Germany. Yeah, it's a German movie. Yeah. Okay. Well, the book is also German too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I choose the same movie. All Quiet in the Western Front is probably the best war movie I've seen since uh, Saving Private Ryan. I'm gonna have to watch that. Uh, All it's right. Pretty, and I really love 1917, but this uh, that was All good Quiet, too. All quiet. It was is uh, was great. Just All really, right, really enjoyed it. Move on to best film editing. Film editing. Goodness, there's a lot of people on this list. You don't um, have to say other names. Just the name of the movie. Yeah, Banshees of Inisherin. Okay. Elvis. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Tar. Top Gun Maverick. I I have two that I I'm leaning towards here because they were both very interesting in editing styles elvis and everything everywhere all at once elvis really pulled out some weird uh weird stops for a biopic so here's what yes well it's uh baz lerman he always did weird shit though yeah it's true so here's what i'm gonna say about elvis the first part of the movie was very it was a different style that I'd never seen before, but it sort of like quieted it down towards the end and it just became a normal biopic. That's where it sort of falters for me. So it, feel, it feels like they ran out of time yeah. due, due to COVID is what it feels exactly. like. 
no they they it feels like they ran out they're like all right we're just gonna film the rest of the movie the regular way now we're good <laughs> you know, we're retired of this thank you uh, i'm gonna go with everything everywhere all at once because that movie there's some bonker editing in that bonkers editing in that movie for sure uh not only that it's a four team member editing like there was only four editors on that whole movie no oh, really for, for special effects and just regular editing uh wow. So, yeah, I'm going to go with everything everywhere all at once. Those guys really knocked it out of the park. They even had to shoot scenes during COVID, uh, and they had to, like, coach Michelle Yeoh uh, to film herself with a web camera on a green screen background. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, Is that in the pretty- making of it? or? Yeah, there's a couple of making of videos on YouTube that you can oh, find. I'm going to have to watch that. That would be very interesting. Yeah, it was pretty cool. All right. Uh, we can skip the documentary short. Okay. Uh, best documentary feature. Uh, I haven't seen any of those. So I've only seen one of these. One of them about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? Is it really? House Made of Splinters. Oh, House Made of Splinters. Oh, so sad. Uh, I've only seen one, which was Fire of Love, which was really good. So oh. I'm going to choose that one as my pick. I will choose that one, too. There you go copycat what's it about uh it is about these two volcanologists that uh volcanologists volcanologists they study volcanoes oh i thought they studied like the vulcans from like star trek that too they do that as well uh they're this two french couple they're like the leading volcanologists in the world and uh it's about their life and their history and their passion for volcanoes and studying and then it's about their relationship and uh, all the footage is their their footage no new footage was ever shot it was all of the archival footage did they die in a volcano that you're about to tell me yes they do die it's just it's like they they bury the lead very early on in the trailer so you don't it's not a spoiler or anything okay uh but it is about them knowing that they're going to die and they decide they will, they will not be there to accept the award. <laughs> they will not be there. That's so fucked up. Uh, their families might be there. Their well, family, there you go. No, I don't know if they, they didn't have any children. So uh, uh, anyway, uh, I really liked it. I thought it was a really, uh, I learned a lot about volcanoes. So, Oh, there you go. Yeah. I, I, uh, I've watched some volcano movies in the nineties. Does that count? Uh, Dante's peak, Dante's and, peak yeah. and volcano. And Volcano, the one in uh, L.A. Yeah. Dante's Peak scared me as a kid. Yeah. There's, a, there's this one particular scene in the movie. It's because of Pierce Bronson, right? Well, they're stuck in the house and the lava is like tearing through the house. Oh, I remember that. And like they're trying to escape the lava as it's ripping through this house. I just that was just like uh, like anxiety on edge for me right that's there. taking I, that's taking playing the floor's lava to a whole nother level <laughs> to an intense level <laughs> uh all right next uh best costume design we have babylon black panther elvis everything everywhere and mrs harris goes to paris uh i've seen three out of those five movies uh, one of them is a former comic Palooza guest, Bruce Carter, who actually, yeah, I'm not going to say that because I I shouldn't repeat that, but um, she's always she always does really cool, interesting stuff. But um, I liked the costumes and Elvis were pretty great, but then again, they're based on Elvis's. real Elvis real life costumes, so yeah, 
Um, every and single, every Babylon year. is like the roaring twenties of like yeah. golden age Hollywood. So sure, there's that to think of too. Um, I'm still going to go Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Okay. Uh, not I'm my gonna... favorite. Not my favorite movie. Uh, not even my favorite Marvel movie at all. But I, I just I don't really remember any of the costumes really like blowing me away this year. But I mean, I have to vote like as if I was an Academy member. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm gonna go. God, man, I want to say everything, everywhere, all at once, but I don't know. I might. There were be... some. Inter- there were some interesting costumes in there for sure. There's some like the daughter. Like yeah, there's some really cool, interesting stuff that they had to create from scratch. And then there's like the hot dog finger scene where <laughs> yeah they had to do that. And like there's a scene where she's in like traditional Hollywood. Yep. And she looks amazing on the runway. Um, although that's footage from when she was walking on the red carpet for crazy rich Asians, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. They, they commandeered that footage. Yeah. If our, if it's already shot, why not? Yeah. Um, I think I want to go with Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. What? Yeah. You seen that? Yes, I have. Okay. I don't yeah. even know what it is. It's apparently uh, Mrs. Harris actually goes to Paris. Mrs. Harris does go to Paris and she buys a couture dress. Does she go to visit her daughter, Emily? I don't know. who's. That's a joke for my wife. Who's Emily? Emily in Paris, the TV show. Oh, I don't know what that show is. Uh, moving on. Moving on. We're getting, we're getting to the good shit now. Getting, getting to the fun stuff. Best cinematography. All Quiet on the Western Front, Bardo, The False Chronicles, and Of a Handful of Truths, Elvis, Empire Light, and Tar. So, so, I have a feeling if I see All Quiet, I know the cinematography is probably great, but here's one where I want to... It's hard to go against Roger Deakins. That's all I'm saying. I want to see everything everywhere here because cinematography, and that was great too. It was, but I would say some of these are stronger. Roger Deakins, I mean, did you see Empire of Light, though? I've seen the making of, and I've seen some trailers. I don't even know what it is. Oh, it's uh, it's about the magic of movies. A lot of filmmakers made a lot of movies about reminiscing about the movies. That's what Empire of Light is about? Yeah. Oh, I won't have to look that up. I hear it's pretty uh, not great. So. Oh. Is it a documentary or is it a movie? It's a movie by, you know, Sam, lo- by Sam Mendes. Oh, really? Yeah. How did I not know about this thing? Because it didn't do very well in theaters. It came out December 9th. Wow. Olivia Coleman, Colin Firth, Toby Jones. Yeah, Toby Jones is cool. Uh, I have I have my answer. What's your answer? Out of the ones I've seen... There was some very interesting stuff in Elvis, so I'm going to go with Elvis. You're going to go with Elvis. I'm going to go with All Quiet on the Western Front. Okay. So you haven't seen it yet, so I, I probably will change my mind after I watch it. There, there was some shit in there that I just like was blown away by. I just like couldn't believe it was happening on screen. Very cool. All right. Uh, best Animated Feature. I am Ooh. so excited. A couple of movies are on this list. I just didn't think they were going to make it. But I'm Yes, so I know. I, I agree. Uh, so Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with shoes on, which I have not seen yet. I really want to. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. I want to see that too. I want to see that too. And Turning Red. 
I know you're uh, you're really in love with the Sea Beast. I do like the Sea Beast, but I also like Turning Red. I didn't like Turning Red them. It was okay. I mean, it was fine. It was a good Disney movie. Okay. It was, I, a, Pix- it was a Pixar movie. Pixar. Same, different. Yeah. Uh, different. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Del Toro's Pinocchio. Del Toro's Pinocchio. Much better than the Disney Pinocchio that came out. Couldn't get you that crap. <laughs> Damn it, Tom Hanks. Um, Two horrible people that you played this year. I mean, I liked Puss in Boots, but it wasn't. It doesn't like it didn't scream best. I haven't like, seen it yet. Yeah, it, like I know, it had, had really great animation in it. I know, like yeah, the, I saw the interview. Like they're like, yeah, the Into the Spider Verse like really changed it for me. So and then like Turning Red is great. But is it a safe bet because it's a Disney movie? Right. And then, like, is anyone even going to know what Sea Beast is except for me and, like, a handful of other people? I don't know. This is a tough one. It is. And Gerald Del Toro seems like a, like a, like a, uh, like a safety bet too, right? Because he won Best Director a couple of years ago. Yeah, but Pinocchio was actually good. Yeah, it was good. I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, it was it was weird, which is what you would expect it to be. It's more like the the original. Because a lot of people when they think of Pinocchio, they blight they they base their memories just on the Disney cartoon. The Disney cartoon was way different than what the original Pinocchio was about. As most know. of their versions of the fairy yeah, tales. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, I I think I'm going to stick to my guns and I'm going to go with Sea Beast on this one. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm sticking my line, my flag in the sand on this one. All right. Okay. Best supporting actress. Now this is where it gets really hard. Yeah. Angela Bassett for Black Panther. Hong Chow for The Whale. Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inishirin. Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere. And Stephanie Shu. Sue. 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 Yeah. yeah. Sue for Everything Everywhere. So. Angela Bassett's probably a safe bet. I'm not going there. Yeah. But so Carrie, is Jamie Lee Curtis is also a safe bet, yeah, I think. But she wasn't, I mean, how she wasn't that great in the movie. I mean Jamie Lee Curtis, you didn't I mean, think she, she was, was great. You know, she was good, but uh Carrie Condon was pretty great in the Banshees, but Yeah, I, but I like, that, she didn't do anything that I was like, oh wow, that was amazing. Yeah, I you know who I'm going with? I am going with Stephanie Sue. Okay, I'm gonna go with Hong Shao from The Whale. I have not seen The Whale, so okay. There you go. Here we go. Next one up, Best Actress. This is where uh, you know start leaving the leaving the kid games and go to the big kid games. Yep. Kate uh, Blanchett and Tar, Anna De Armas and Blonde, Andrea Risen Risebro Risenborough Riseboro to Leslie. I never even heard of that. Michelle yeah. Williams in The Fablemans and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere. So one of the actresses here is nominated for an Oscar and a Razzie for the same movie. Who? Anna de Armas. Is she really? She was yes. no- nominated for a Razzie? Yep, for the same I, movie. I had no idea. What was she nominated for? Uh, Like Worst Actress. 
Was she really? I haven't yes. seen I haven't seen Blonde, so I can't talk. I haven't either. But like all the trailers and footage I've seen from the movie. But isn't that looks, so looks weird gorgeous. that she's up for an Oscar for best and then Harazi uh, for, for worst? Yeah. Um so this is one of those things where I know who's going who I I have a good I know who's going to win. I have who's, a good strong feeling who's going to win, but is it the person I want to win? No, right. Oh, the music from, I'm looking at the, uh, really quick, the Empire of Light. The music was done by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. So, Oh, yeah. Um, You know who's going to win. I mean, it's pretty obvious at this point. Who do you think is going to win, Carrie? Michelle Yeoh. You think Michelle Yeoh is going to win this one? Oh, huh? yeah, for sure. Yeah. She's going to take it away. I see, I was thinking Kate Blanchett was going to take it away. No. Really? Yeah, like... The buzz on her acting on this one is uh, everyone saying that she's she's on true form. The best she's ever been is in this movie, Tar. I haven't seen it because it's a three-hour movie, but... Uh, I'm not streaming it either. I think it's available for rent. Anyway, I want Michelle Yeoh to win. I think it would be a great night for Everything Everywhere if she did win. But I just don't know. I don't know the answer here. It's either Michelle Yeoh or Kate Blanchett. Are you going with Michelle Yeoh? I'm going with Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, I think I'm going to make go with that one too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick to my guns and keep hoping the hope. You know. Yep. All right. Best supporting actor, Brendan Gleeson for Banshees of Inisherin. Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway. Judd Hirsch for the Fablemans, Barry <laughs> Keoghan for Banshees of Inisherin, mm-hmm. and Kei Hui Kwan for Ki everything. Kei Hui Kwan. Ki Hui Kwan. So, Judd Hirsch, I'm just going to say, was in the Fablemans for about ten minutes. That was it. Who does he, he play? Came in, in Judd Hirsch? Huh? Who does he play? He plays uh, the grandpa that comes to visit. Oh, okay. Our, well, sometimes the, that's that's all you need. If you, well, I mean, he was good. Uh, I have not seen Causeway. I looked up that trailer for it after I'm like, Brian Tyree Henry. That, that's inter- crazy that he's nominated. That's cool. Um, uh, for me, there's two here. Brendan Gleeson was really good. Mm-hmm. And so was Ki Hu Kwan. Ki Hu Kwan. Ki Hui Kwan. He's on the short round list. everybody needs a wayman come on man key Hui kwan is the winner in this one for sure i'm going with him me too i think i have enough i have enough data on my my side to to, to pick him no time for love all right (laughs) all right for the big boys best actor Mm. austin butler and elvis Colin Farrell and Banshees of Inisherin, Brendan Fra- uh, Fraser for The Whale, Paul Mescal for After Sun, and Bill Nye for Living. After Sun isn't that like um, like stuff you put on when you go to the beach? After Sun, <laughs> it's it's what you take off after the beach. Yes, it's after the sun. So the first um website when they i'm like oh there's 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 the nominee so i looked at this website i remember what it was i took a screenshot but they had bill nye 
is Bill Nye, the science guy, B N Y E. I'm like, did Bill uh, Nye do something that he got nominated for an Oscar? What the fuck? <laughs> wrong, wrong Bill Nye, guys. <laughs> um, Spelled completely different too. I really, I haven't seen the whale. Do I know Brendan Fraser is probably uh, he's killing it in that? Um, but there was something about Colin Farrell in the Banshee, the Minister, and that was. It's great. Just calling your name, huh? Calling my name. I'm going with Colin Farrell. I'm going with uh, Brendan Fraser. Okay. Okay. I haven't seen it yet, so. Uh, I haven't either, but I'm just going to go on off of what I've seen and what, I, what I've heard. Also, yep. it, we're in the Fraser assance. I mean, what better time than now? I'm He's going to have more free time now that Doom Patrol was canceled. And also, you know... This is the makeup for all of those times that he didn't win an Oscar for like the mummy. Right. They should, this is the time to do a new mummy movie. Absolutely. Not and have Tom Cruise involved. <laughs> Not that mummy, the different mummy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Best original screenplay. Banshees of Inisherin. Everything, everywhere, all at once. The Fablemans. Tar and Triangle of Sadness. Uh, there's only one clear answer to this, right? Um, yes. Real? Oh, okay. Is it not everything everywhere all at once for you? No, I see a couple that could be, I mean, I, I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies of the last year, but writing could, could be the Fablemans. Mm, I, don't think so. I don't think I'm, so. I'm, and I'm also going by what the Academy might pick, but not really. Mm, I can't. Okay. I want to see Triangle of Sadness. I've not seen that yet. It was pretty good. It's really funny, but I don't think it was best original screenplay funny. Mm. I think Everything Everywhere is going to be the runaway this this show. I'm uh, this one. I'm actually going. To, I I agree on that. I'm going to go with the Banshee, the Minister in here. Cause that, Oh, the, with the Mark Dunnah, whatever. How you Mark McDonough. It. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty great. Okay. Not a movie. Actually, I'm very interested in, but I thought it was really well done. Banshees of Inishirin. You're not interested in. Well, it's not like really my style usually, but okay. I thought I you really, like I thought you really liked it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, best adapted screenplay. All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, Living, Top Gun Maverick, Woman Talking. So there's a couple of like ones that kind of throw me off here. I don't think Glass Onion was good enough to win Best Screenplay. Uh, it wasn't that much more kitschy and it wasn't that much more amazing than Knives Out. Yep. Uh, so that alone, I think, disqualifies it. Uh, I've heard amazing things about living, but I haven't seen it. Nope. Uh, I've also heard that's the one with Bill. Nye, that's the one with Bill Nye, the science guy, right? Yes, that's right. And then I haven't seen women talking, but I've heard amazing things about that as well. How is Top Gun Maverick an adapted screenplay? It's based on a sequel, so it's adapted from the se- as a sequel. Oh, that doesn't. That's stupid. 
That's how the category works. Dabs, it should be like, it was a book originally or something like that, or a short story or an article or. It was adapted from the sequel. <sighs> the sequel. The yeah. The original. Well, yeah, they, they made a sequel as a sequel is what I meant to say. Mm, I don't, I don't buy that. Mm. Okay. So who are you going for? Um, I haven't seen it, but I'm going to go with all quiet on the Western front because that's remake of a, a great movie. So, and it's more along line with the book. If I remember correctly, Yeah. um, I think I'm going to go with women talk. No. Mm. Now who out there is taking notes? Yeah. Who is taking notes? Uh, I'm going to say for shits and grins, I'm going to say living is going to win this one. Hmm. Cause I don't have a good answer for this one. <laughs> All right. Last two best director. Banshees of Inishirin, Martin McDonough, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinhart. Or the Scheinhart? Daniels. They go the by Daniels. the Daniels. They yeah. do They do go by the Daniels. Uh, the Fablemans by Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Tar by Todd Field. And Triangle of Sadness by Ruben Ostland. Hmm. You, you said Ostland pretty well. Thank you. Uh, that's not my choice. Um, I, this one's hard. I know this is, this is a tough one. Do you go by the old reliable and Spielberg fable, which is good, but it wasn't fantastically. You have have two people on this list. Who's won already at least once for best director, Martin McDonough and Martin McDonough and Steven Spielberg. Who did he win before, before who, uh, Martin McDonough. For three billboards in Evan, oh, Missouri, he won. That was uh, great. Best, I think he won best director for that. Hmm. I am clear cut winner. Uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna take over. It's gonna be the Daniels. You think so? The Daniels are gonna win this one, huh? I think so. I am gonna put my money on Spielberg on this one. I mean, that's probably a safe bet, but it's not a safe bet. Mainly. Mainly because he won the uh, the the Critics Choice Award, and he also won. Yeah, he did. Uh, he won. Uh, what is it? The great not the Grammys. Come on, the the Golden Globes. He won Best Director. But, but sometimes Globes. the Oscars will throw shit at you from left field. You'd be like, "Oh, really?" It's, it's true. That's very true. But I'm trying to You're trying to win. I'm trying to make the best clear choices here. <laughs> okay. All right. I uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to stick I'm going to stick. I'm staying you stay, with the you staying with the Daniels for the best directors. Yeah. Okay. All right, for the Big Kahuna. Mm. Uh best picture, All Quiet on the Western Front. Avatar: The Way of Water. Banshees of Inisherin. Wait, Walt Disney directed that? It said Walt <laughs> Disney next to him. Yeah, he came he came out of the grave to make it. <laughs> uh, Elvis, everything, everywhere, all at once. The Fablemans, mm-hmm. Tar, Top Gun, Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. 
Orion pictures women talking. I just remember. I just think of like RoboCop and shit. Yeah, that's what I that's what I think about when I think of Orion pictures. <laughs> but uh, I don't normally think of like Oscar uh, nominated Oscar, movie Oscar yeah. classics by Orion Pictures. Um, but that was a different time with Orion. Pictures. Okay, so let's go down the list here. I have not seen All Quiet, but I know you said it's good. It's amazing. Yeah. Avatar: The Way of Water. It's also too, amazing, but it's still it's still too niche to really be a, a best picture movie it's not the plot in the movie was not the best part of that that movie i'll, I'll we'll just leave it at that uh-huh. um the banshee the vinishirin that has it's a pretty strong contender yeah it's pretty good uh elvis i i i, I think it has too many problems with it yeah to be i don't think it's picture. a best picture best bio picture for sure but mm. Weird Al has something something else to say okay. about that. <laughs> but Weird Al, that is true. If only Roku had uh, put it in the theater for a week, Weird Al would be right here. Do you think the Roku's ever going to put that movie out for sale, like on DVD? I hope so, because I, I would buy the Blu-ray. Yeah, I really want a Blu-ray copy of that movie. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Uh, everything, everything, everywhere, all, all at once. once. So it was on my number one list. It was on your number one list. My number one. Uh, it's, it's hands down the most entertaining movie out of all of these movies that are nominated. Yeah. I, I just find it so hard to believe that these movies would beat this movie. Well, well, yeah. Let, okay. Let's go to the rest of them. Fableman's, like I said, it's fine. It's a good Spielberg movie, but it's not his best movie for sure. It's well, see that that's where I've heard, uh, differing opinions. People say that it is as one of his best directed movies mm. he's ever made. I mean, it does have great direction, but mm. no. And it's also like semi autobiographical. It is, it is sort and, of, yeah. And like, it's about the love of the movies and the Academy yeah. loves movies about movies. I love movies about movies. You know that. And, uh, you know, and so now we got tar, which is supposed to be about an obsessive compulsive uh, composer. Oh uh, yeah. Supposed to be the best thing Kate Blanchett has ever done. Okay. I know that's streaming soon. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. Okay. Top Gun Maverick. It's Top- the most highest grossing movie that oh, yeah. Tom Cruise has ever made. It was probably one of the best action movies of this year, but best movie. Is it the best movie? I mean, it's oh. pretty. It's very enjoyable. I really enjoy it. You weren't a huge fan of this one. It, it was fine. It was fine. I mean, when it had that turn at the end and it became a Mission Impossible movie, is when I went. Ho- I almost jumped out of my seat and went, "Holy shit! What the fuck are we watching?" I mean, not to spoil it, but the whole plot of the movie. Well, one plot of the movie was just ripped out of Star Wars: A New Hope. So. Yeah, so they had, to, they had to fly in a trench and shoot their missile into a four meter long a, a very hole. very tiny hole. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but but it was, they took this. They took a small idea that Star Wars has also taken from other things, and uh, they mission possible the fuck out of it by showing how many times they can do this same action over and over again and fail. Which they do still to make it the best movie of the year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Triangle of Sadness. 
I have not seen, but I want to, though. This one was a really funny movie that uh, really, like, tears down the ideas of uh, what's Classism, it, huh? Yeah, what it means to be rich, like basically. White, like the White Lotus. Yeah, it, what it, also what it means to have power and what how does power really corrupt and uh, what happens when all the axis of powers flips on its head. Yeah. Uh, I really liked it. It's really funny. It really falls apart at the end. It just kind of has like a nothing burger ending, which kind of oh, yeah, which kind of bums me out. But other than that, it's pretty solid movie. Uh, right. And I haven't seen Women Talking because it was on, it's it's in limited release, so I can't say much about it. But I do want to see it, so I think I'll be seeing it in a couple weeks or so. So I'm gonna let you go first. Okay, my answer is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Damn it! You stole my answer. I mean, it was just I like I said, it would just be silly for it not to win, right? Like the Daniels must be like. It makes sense for it to win, but it's so. It's also weird because when I first watched it, I'm like, I loved it right away, but I didn't think this was like a. It's a weird, you know, multiversal niche science fictiony action comedy blah 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 i didn't think this would be a but see at the same time it's not a weird i mean it is a science fictiony multiverse weird movie but at its core it's something more universal that everyone can relate to which is a love story no it's the the idea of the family model and like mother and and daughter love like just parental relationships and it has uh, has James Hong in it. I mean, come on. Strained parents, parents not knowing if they still love each other anymore. It touch. It has a lot of touchstones yep. that can relate to a lot of people. Also, Kei He Kwan is in it, and my he, God, Kei Kei Kwan. Yeah, I mean, I just never thought in a hundred years that I'd ever see that man in a movie again. And I just, I watched, just didn't realize how much I missed him on the screen. Yes, he was on there, there was a Hollywood reporter, uh, YouTube video. They do those round tables and he was on it. And Brendan Fraser was on it. And Adam Sandler was on it. And a bunch of different people. I think Colin Farrell was in it. Very interesting. If you haven't watched it and Adam Sandler and Brendan Fraser, and I'm like, Oh yeah, you guys are in a movie together. I'm like, airheads. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it's like yeah you remember that one movie that everyone didn't but like just watching a handful of people ki hu kwan uh just listening to him how he wanted to get back in the he's like he was blacklisted for so long nobody would hire him and he just like oh, i'm just gonna stop he wasn't so, blacklisted he was just typecast and they would only give yep. him like little so like crappy asian roles that exactly. were exactly so he time. finally saw he finally saw uh, crazy rich agent who's like you know what I want to get back into it I'm going to do it and this was the first thing that he got I mean look at him now um, I, I think we're on the verge of a quantessence like like a, a Fraser essence yeah like well Fraser essence is coming to, he's petering out uh, I don't know about that <laughs> he's winning his Oscar man don't worry about it he's going to win the Oscar yeah. he's going to peter out now it's time for the quantessence and we, we need to get Goonies 2 on the on record, and then we're going to have the uh, short round, Adventures of Short Round. I'd be down for that. I'd, it'd be silly for Disney not to be thinking about that right now, right? Yes, yes totally. Uh, they got to do something with the Indiana Jones franchise. 
Yeah, only one more coming out. Well, well, they also, well they they also only have, one more uh, is Harrison Ford, that's for sure. Well, they're doing a TV show uh, called uh, Ravenwood, which is about... Uh, Marion? Well, her father. It's about his oh. adventures. And there will be a young Indiana Jones eventually, I imagine, in the show. I don't know if I like that. Yeah. Well, that's what's that's what Disney's developing. So, All right. Damn what it. they should do is scrap that and do Adventures of of, uh, of Short Round. Yes, no, and, I'm down. And so that way we can actually learn more about Short Round for a little bit because I don't think we know very much about him other than Indy picked him up in a poker game. Yep. They could de-age him and do do some cool stuff. <laughs> Digitally de-age. So we both agree everything everywhere all at once is going to win every award everywhere all at once. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they're in almost every category, along with all quiet everywhere. So think all, about all it. All quiet on the Western front. They'll be able to, all they need to do is film the actors from the movie at the Oscars and they can have a sequel already. There you go. It's ready to go. Ready to go. Already shot. <laughs> it's like in this universe, we were the winners. So do you agree with any of our picks? Um, the, when the when is the Academy Awards? It's March twelfth. March twelfth, yeah. Um, so we got a little while to go before that happens. So yeah, let so us let's, know. let's get some conversations going in the uh, in the Facebook group chat. Yeah, come to the Metal Geek Society Facebook page. Find us on social media, all in those places at Metal Geeks. And uh, after you, when you're listening to this episode, after you listen to it, let us know your picks because. Uh, if there's something that we're wrong about or we just haven't seen, I, we're very interested in knowing your opinion. Yeah, let's let me prove to you how how I'm right and Carrie's wrong. We agreed on a lot of shit this time too. <laughs> <laughs> so up. Um, I do want to spend a moment. Uh, we we alluded to it earlier, the whole uh, high, Justin Rogerland situation. Bum bum uh, bum. It's, I don't, I don't want to get too deep into the weeds, but, um, it's hard. This is one of those things where it's hard to separate art from the person type of deal from the artist. If, if everything they're saying is true, number one, fuck that guy. Um, well, um, the evidence against him is pretty, pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah, It's pretty damning evidence. So anybody there's so many people out there that can do a fucking Rick and Morty voice. So they could go, they definitely can go on without him. See, this is where I, I uh, disagree. I, I don't, I don't think adult swim uh, should go on with Rick and Morty. They are. I know they're going to, they, they this the statement that they put out that they're going to continue. I mean, cause they have, it whole, makes too much money for them. Well, yeah, it's their largest cash cow from, for them. But if I was them, I'd cut ties, let it go. They have so That's much new not stuff. Not gonna happen. They should though. They should let it go. What about Solar Opposites on Hulu? I they they haven't they, they've been mums no, a word. No, 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 no. They they, they came out too. Oh like, really? They've cut all ties with them too. Oh good, good for them. And Squanch even like put a uh Squanch Games even put out a press release or like he was gone like a week ago. Oh wow, really? So this like when it first news first broke, he's like, "Yeah, we." So he's gone. So yeah, he got excommunicated from his from own company. video game. Well, company. you're going to be an asshole and a dick. You get you get what you deserve. I mean, he was a pedophile <laughs> more than an asshole and a dick. Well, yeah. Um. So that's all I just wanted to say. I mean, it's hard to separate. I 
Um, I really enjoyed High on Life. I, I, but I think his brand of humor is great and it's fun and it's a little like crass, but I like crass yeah, humor from time to time. Uh, looking back at it, were the signs super obvious uh, yeah. to us all? Maybe, uh, but we were all kind of hoping that he's joking, and it was all for the uh, the ridiculousness of it all. Here, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go into a segue here, right? Sure. Speaking of people being canceled, uh, Pantera is touring, right? They're doing a full U.S. tour, and they're doing all these festival dates. Some of the festivals have started to cancel Pantera. Because oh. a few years ago at a Dimebag tribute show, um, uh, Phil Anselmo did a Heil Hitler salute. Oh, my. Uh, never apologized and never did any of that kind of stuff. And it's the whole, you can say what the fuck you want, cancel culture, blah, blah, blah. But uh, there was a festival in Germany. They're like, yeah, we're we're staying away from that. So we're canceling them. Well, um, the, the German government and German oh, yeah. culture, they're they're pretty strict on that kind of they stuff. They are. Uh, our good friend Christian is actually from Germany. He told us a little bit about it. Yeah, they're it's yeah, they're very strict on it. They're like, nope, we're not nope. <laughs> just just no. Um Yeah. Which is, you know, which is still weird. Like they still have uh like weird nationalists there. Uh I'm but sure I, that's a different knows. most yeah, of them are, that's a different conversation. But uh speaking of Hunter season two was out on, on Amazon Prime. <laughs> I haven't started watched watching it. it. Is it good? Yeah, we started watching the first we watched the first episode. Oh, okay. I watched the first season and uh the reveal of uh Al Pacino's character made me want to go, eh, really? Do you think they brought him back for the second season? I don't know. Probably. That would make sense. <laughs> Fuck yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> I just uh I just the, the turn that they had in season one, I thought they they pretty almost lost me there, but that's just me. Right. Uh, so anyway, uh I don't have anyone anything against anyone who is still fans of Rick and Morty and uh fans of the squanch games i own a few squanch games i think they're fun yeah uh i don't feel like you should feel bad about playing the things you enjoy or watching the things you enjoy just because someone did something terrible who created it if that was the case if that was the case you there would be almost nothing in hollywood you could actually made from hollywood you would actually watch because there's like the line for terrible people uh, is bajillion long, and I don't mean I don't say that to think that uh, any of these people deserve a pass. I think Justin Roiland should get tried and charged to the full extent, uh, especially if the, any of this evidence that has come forth that's very damning is true. So, that's my two cents on it all. Uh, yeah, I agree, man. It's a uh, it's you know. It is what it is. He's got to separate. Has Dan um, Harmon said anything? No, not really. I mean, there's been shit about Dan Harmon recently, but Dan Harmon came out, you know, you know, when things happened to him, he's like, yeah, you know, what I did was wrong. And I, I'm, I'm well, he did that on his Harmon town podcast. Yeah, when, when exactly. he, uh, when he talked about how he, uh, you like not sexually abused anybody, but he used his position and power yep. uh, to get sex. Yeah, uh, from a writer on the show, and he like, like went out of his way to have her on the show to apologize her in person or something like that. If I remember correctly, yep. it was I a mean, long time ago when I used to listen to Harmontown. I don't. I mean, he wor- he was working it. through his 
you know, his issues. So I mean, the dude was a drunk when uh, a lot of the community. So yeah, yeah, he was. Which I'm excited they're doing a new community movie this year. They're filming soon. So um, yeah, yeah. All right, there, there, there it is. Terrible. We talked about Pantera. All so that's gonna, around. It's going to segue into our George hates metal. Oh, um, I had listening to some Pantera. We're not listening to Pantera. No. Uh, I had two things that I wanted to sort of bring to you. One, there's this prog metal band. There's this whole article that uh, that came out uh, about the top prog metal bands, and it was all user-based uh, things. So I think I'm actually going to do an Embezarcast episode based on that. But there's a new band, or not a new band, a new album from the band called Riverside, right? I feel like I've uh, heard of Riverside before. They've been around for a while. Have the we new, listened to him before on the show? We have not. You sure? The, yes. The name of the album is called ID.Entity. So Identity. ID.Entity. And the song I want you to hear is called Friend or Foe with a question mark. Friend or uh, Foe. Friend okay. or Foe. So we're going to get into a little Riverside. We're going to check it out right now. Oh, you're going to check it out for the very first time. And okay. we're going to get your opinion right when we get back. So, Riverside, we'll be right back. back to the show uh george hates metal maybe maybe about to, we're about to find out we're not so sure we actually heard a couple tracks during our break uh the first one we mentioned before was from the new riverside album called identity uh friend or foe and then we also heard a track from this band host capital host all capitals uh tomorrow sky new album is dropping soon i don't i don't know exactly when maybe question next mark, month question mark it's it's coming out soon i have the promo for it and i fucking love it i listen to it all the time uh it's called ix so it's basically nine um so let's talk about riverside and we're going to talk about host what okay. did you think of riverside uh when i first listened to it i was like you're pulling my leg because this can't be uh, a thing that you normally let me listen to. <laughs> or, or, I told you it was going to be an easy one this time. Well, I don't remember. I see. I must have missed that part because I didn't hear that part where you said it was going to be easy. Um, next, yeah, it, it was. It's pretty. Next good. time will be. Next time will be way more difficult. 
It has uh, that very uh, heavy synth wave. Yep. Prog rocky. There's some definite like overtones of like uh, if White Void or if Depeche Mode was doing like a White Void album. That's what it felt like. Yeah. The Riverside was what it felt like, which is not bad in any way, which is enjoyable. I'm going to definitely listen to the rest of their album now. The album, they've been around, well, they've been around for 20 plus years doing stuff and it's Does just been all recently. of their stuff sound like this um no oh, okay. some of the early stuff doesn't it's always been prog metal but um it's yeah this is a little bit more leaning into that dark synth wave stuff which uh I, I love um yeah i'm actually i'm not even that well versed in some of their older albums so i'm gonna actually dive back into some of their previous stuff and and get get into it um yeah, I, I love this album. It's a uh, it, it's there. You know, I did a lot of heavier stuff last year, and there wasn't a really good prog metal release for a while. Mm. And this is really they were all saving it for the new year, apparently. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I mean, not all this album is the same, sounds the same either. So, but yeah, there's a lot of definite dark synth wave stuff on this album i mean the the track you let me or you had me listen to definitely like heavy synth wave from the jump oh yeah so, oh, uh, i mean from the first note yeah for yeah. sure so uh yeah it's enjoyable i i like this kind of music this music uh is like something that i could uh i can listen to around others who don't like metal as much yeah. and they, they won't be giving me the side eye yeah when it comes on uh, in the no, car I get that. or in the kitchen while we're cooking or something. Oh, you mean people? You mean by people? You mean your wife? Because <laughs> you just called her out. You're like, "Well, we're cooking." I'm like, oh, do your friends come over and cook with you? So Some, sometimes, your wife. sometimes they True. do. I Not see. as much during COVID, but they no. used to. But used to. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed that. Uh, it's uh, you know, uh, what about what about host host. See, I think you're like a, a closet, like uh, uh, like one of those vampire goth kids that go to like the the goth clubs. This is this I went is, to numbers a few months ago. Does that count? Yeah, <laughs> it's close, pretty close. <laughs> uh, that's what this uh, reminds me of. This is like Depeche Mode if they had a, can- a comeback. They do have a comeback. What are you talking about? But it was it Depeche wasn't, Mode it, has it, never gone anywhere. But it wasn't a good comeback. Like they didn't, they didn't. Make I've it. always actually. Uh, had quite a fondness for Depeche Mode and the style of music. And Host, if you don't know, is a uh, member of the Paradise Lost. Which, apparently, I didn't know who that was either. So. Yeah, so we went through a little deep dive. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm a huge Paradise Lost fan. Um, Nick Holmes, one of my favorite vocalists. Uh, Greg McIntosh. I've actually got to interview him for a previous Valonfire album that he put out. Um, but Nick Holmes, if you don't know who he is, he's the current vocalist of Bloodbath, uh, Paradise Lost, and now they did an album in like '97, '90. I'm trying to, I'm going to try to see when the host Paradise Lost host album came out. 1999. 99. Was it that late? That's what it says on Spotify. They, that late '90s era of of paradise lost with very depeche mode and they were like trying to find themselves man well they went to different genres and then they found themselves in host well maybe 
Um, no, it was good. I enjoyed uh, enjoy it as well. Uh, this was more heavier on the Depeche Mode synthwave side than uh, Riverside was. Yeah, for um, sure. And this is definitely more like, like I said, like if this was the play in a scene in a movie like that took place in a goth club, it wouldn't be out of place. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah, uh, I, I think diving and even the Paradise Lost um, catalog, you you would have a good time. Yeah, I was going to, a couple of songs you told me to check out. I'm going to yep. have to listen to more of them. I've only got to see them once. It's one of my wife's favorite bands, too. Um, we were supposed to see them, I don't remember the year. It was, uh, I had the poster on my wall. Uh, it was Catatonia touring with Devin Townsend Project and then Paradise Lost opening. But wow. the day of the day of the Houston show, Nick Holmes lost his voice so they couldn't perform. Oh, that sucks. sucked. Um, if you haven't heard the new Catatonia album, it's really good, by the way, too. Um, speaking of new albums that have been really, really good, um, I mean, the, the new Ahab album. Like Captain Ahab? Uh, yeah, sort of. <laughs> okay. They're a, <laughs> they're a Death Doom band, um, but they do a lot of progressive stuff on this album. Um. Yeah, I'm really, really into the new uh, Ahab. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the the album. I got it right here on my phone. Um, let's see here. Well, clearly it's Moby Dick. Is the, the Coral Tombs? Yeah, I was. Gonna, I made that joke. I'm like, call me, call me Moby Dick because Ahab got me. <laughs> I never really, you know, I always knew about him, but I never really heard him before. But our good friend, that drummer guy, Josh Runquist, uh, heavy debriefings. He's really into funeral doom like me and he's like yeah this is right up your fucking alley and he was definitely right okay um, the new uh catatonia is really good the new obituary uh there's a band called gra g-r-a has like a umlaut sing over it or whatever what's up gra it's the uh singer the the current singer from dark funeral his his band his project um like hey gra this other band that I really that I really like, it's called uh, uh, Slegist, S L E G E S T. Uh, it's sort of what you call me exactly. It's very blackened thrash metal, but written from like a Motorhead vibe. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And um, what was the name of this group? Uh, Slegist, S L E G E S T. And uh, tomorrow, I'm excited. The new and Ocean album is actually coming out. I've been looking forward to that. I've heard a couple tracks, but looking forward to the full release tomorrow. As of recording this, yeah. Is I like. The, is the Slegus band in English? Uh, probably not. Oh, okay. That would make more sense. It, I'm, it, I'm looking at. Not. Yeah, I'm looking at the title tracks, and they're all uh, sweet. What about? But what about track eight? Is Oh Baby. Uh oh yeah yeah <laughs> that's the only English the only English track they got <laughs> yep um uh, there's a band called Imperium Decadence which is really good I've been getting into the new Turbid North album is really good you've been you talked about them before right Turbid North Turbid North oh no I can't say that I have it might uh, be something you might be into Turbid Mor- North North yeah uh, I don't think I've ever heard of them. 
So let's get into uh, what's tickling our geek. Okay. You go what's first. Tic- you go first. No, it's. uh so what's tickling my geek this week uh which is uh should be no surprise movies i'm excited about movies movies yeah uh, well there's a there's a women talking coming out to my theater this week so i'm gonna go check that out get time for the oscars and uh also uh david cronenberg's son oh yeah can't remember his name. Is it Brandon Cronenberg? Brandon, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> anyway, the other his... Cronenberg, his son uh, is coming out with a movie called Infinity Pool. Yeah, it's, got, looks... it's gotten great reviews too. Yeah, it has one of the Scars Guards in it. I don't never, I can't tell them apart anymore. Uh, but which Scars Guard? I don't know. The one that was in the Northman. Oh, that's uh, Alexander. There you go. And, that's the guy. Uh, that's the guy from uh, True Blood, right? I don't know. I never watched that show either. My wife's a big fan of that Skarsgård. Brand, uh, Brandon Cronenberg. Brandon Cronenberg. I really loved Possessor uh, when that came out. What was that, like two, three years ago? I never saw that. Uh, it was really good. It was really gory. It was uh, like it took all the best parts from his like father's eye and uh with like a modern sensibilities that i don't think his father has oh this infinity pool stars mia goth can i can i say something really quick um she was robbed in the oscars because she did she should have been like a best actress i'm saying maybe not the movie but her specifically for pearl Uh she was great in that movie uh was uh tony collette nominated for hereditary no then she was robbed too. Yes, no, I agree. The uh, the Oscar Oscars usually the Oscars don't really like horror movies. They do not. I was about to say that. Yeah, unless it's like for special effects or something like that. Yep. Even even then, it's still like far and few in between. Um. So, so anyway, yeah, the Infinity uh, Pool comes, Infinity out, Pool comes in, out in theaters tomorrow. Well, tomorrow's Friday, so yeah. I have tickets for Saturday. Nice. And I'm excited to see it. Looks good, and that's what I'm excited about and tickling my geek about. Very cool. Just tickling it e- all over the place. I'm excited for some uh, metal this year. Uh, I mean, that's no surprise. And the new Insomnium album comes out uh, next month, and the new Enslaved album comes out in March. And they're touring together, and I want to go see them in April, but I don't know if I can because they're playing like a few days after we get back from a vacation, mm. but it's, it, they're, they're in Austin. They're priorities, not in Houston. priorities, man. Priorities. I know. I, I, <laughs> I've got to go see him live, man. Um, I've missed the, all the last two or three insomnium tours have been canceled because of COVID, you know, mm. see this, that makes it more of a reason to go. Yeah. No, I, I am not disagreeing. <laughs> I really want to see them live. And, uh, you know, we got Hammerfall coming up and Halloween in Dallas. And then Anthrax is in a couple weeks. I'm uh, not. I'm excited to see Anthrax. I'm excited to see Exodus, but I'm not excited for the price. And I'm not excited to see. It's like $45 a ticket. I mean, okay. That's but I'm not that. excited to see Black Label Society. And this is the same argument I had previously when they canceled on our way to Austin. They're only, this is the 40th anniversary tour, right? Uh-huh. And they're playing 12 tracks. They're only playing 12 songs. Okay. And three of them are covers. K. 
Okay. So, I mean, bring the noise. Yeah, they sort of have to do that. Uh, but they're doing antisocial and then they're doing Got the Time. Which are, they could drop antisocial out of a playlist and I'd be fucking happy. They need, <laughs> they're, there's, they, there's other songs on that album. Um, they're actually only doing, they're doing, a, I think they're doing Only. Yeah, they're doing Only, which is one of the, the John Bush era songs from Sound of Wide Noise. Sure. Which I like, I, I don't mind Belladonna singing that stuff. It, it's weird, but it's cool. But I don't know. Hopefully, Charlie had to take a couple of days off uh, for they didn't say why, but uh, they got Derek Roddy to play drums with him. If you don't know who that is, he's been in a lot of bands. He was in Hate Eternal. He's in Nile. He's been in a bunch of different like extreme death metal stuff. And I saw some video clips. I'm like, holy crap. It sounds just as good as Charlie, you know, mm. if Charlie is, uh, you know, touring with uh, Pantera right now for a while. Even though they're being uh, uh, canceled everywhere they go? Yeah. Uh, well, not everywhere. Just a couple of festivals, you know. Mm. But they're doing a full tour. They're actually coming to the Woodlands. Oh, well, never mind. I'm not going to go. Yeah, you said the but, Woodlands and you lost me. Yeah. I don't know. I if, I if I got, like, maybe really cheap tickets, but I don't, I still don't know. I would go to see Charlie, but I would rather see Charlie in anthrax any 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 time of the day any any day you know what i mean Mm. i'm not a i'm not a zach wild fan really not i i disagree i think you're the wildest of zach wild fans (laughs) i'm definitely not (laughs) if you know me i am definitely not the wildest of any kind of zach zachy is he's too zachy for me i I think they they call you the 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 zach heads no call call you guys they do not for sure (laughs) um wild and out with the zach heads I, I think that pretty much does it for this episode. Uh, do you have anything else you wanted to talk about? Uh, no, not off the top of my mind. All right. Nothing I could think of. Let's know? do some housekeeping this is, then. This has been a good time. It's not very often where it's just a show you and I. That's so. true. Uh, let's get some uh, uh, house cleaning out of the way, of course. Uh, thanks for tuning in to this episode. We hope you uh, enjoyed it. You can check us out on the internet at metalgeeks.net. Um, check out all the show notes there. You can find us on all your um, places where you listen to podcasts on Spotify and Apple Music and any any podcatcher app that you might use to download. Uh, check out MSRCast and Metal Geeks. We're there together uh, at Metal Geeks on all the social medias. And uh, check us out at ESONetwork.com where you can check out all the shows that make up the ESO Network uh, and geek out with everybody there. Um that's it. I think I, I got all the stuff done, huh? Absolutely. You're, you're, you're perfect. All right. What about you? Uh, you can find me on, uh, I guess, the social medias. I haven't been on Twitter as much. so Who has? Looking, uh, I mean, apparently it's still existing. People yeah. still use it, for what I understand. I'm mostly on, uh, you know, Twitter. Uh, I mean, not Twitter. On Reddit and uh, uh, that's and Facebook sometimes. I don't, I don't, I'm really slacking on the social media, guys. But if you okay. want to reach out to me, I would reach out to you. Yeah, if that- you want to, if you want to reach out to us, if you have any ideas for the show or anything like that, you can reach out to us on our social media or msrcast at gmail dot com. So with and, that being uh, said, at yep. George Tripsis on all the social medias, if you want to reach right. out to me, because uh, you know who doesn't want to talk talk with me? That's true. I'm just saying. I did tonight, and it was fun. Absolutely. So with that, all that being said, um, I have one last thing that we need to say. 
Hot dog fingers. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> Hot dog fingers. Yes. <laughs> and. Um, Abada. Avada. Abada. I was going to say keep it metal. Keep it Abada. And. And uh, keep it Rakakuni. <laughs> right? Uh, sure, we could. Uh, tell me that wasn't one of the best parts of the movie. Rakakuni was great. It's pretty damn good. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. Keep it geeky, guys. All you right. Know, you know how we do for Rakakuni's sake. <laughs> All right, what he said. Do it for the raccoon. Hey, Geekazoids. Thanks for listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR Productions. All rights reserved, blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net. Keep it geeky. Keep it metal. You know what's amazing? Walking into your favorite bar or coffee shop and running into an author you absolutely love. Or bumping into an author you've never heard of before, but find your new favorite book. That's what we do on Drinking With Authors. You get to hear all the stories of what made the author's stories great and how they got there on their journey. So grab a drink and join us on Drinking With Authors. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.